Hello and thank you so much for joining us here at Cardo Kids Cast. I'm your host Mel Shewitt, and today I'm joined by guest Vita Murrow, author of the True Stories of Animal Heroes series, including Fluffles, Onyx, Talala, and Sterling. For this series, we're really thinking about heroes as someone or an animal who kind of breaks with tradition or tries to do something a little bit different or defies expectations. Each of these books is heartwarming and based on a real life animal. And we're so excited to dig deeper into the lives of these real life heroes. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Vita Moreau, author of the True Stories of Animal Heroes series. Hi, I'm Vita Murrow, and I'm the author of True Stories of Animal Heroes. Vita, I'm so excited to talk to you about this series, and I feel like we should definitely start with the inception of the series. Where did the idea for True Stories of Animal Heroes come from? And I feel like this is going to be a hard question to answer. How do you choose which animals to feature? Ah, those are both two totally distinct and exciting questions. (laughs) So the first one is about um, the kind of the origin story, right, of this series. And it really came from a conversation about where I wanted to pivot next. I'd spent a lot of time thinking about um, how we celebrate the leadership and achievement and um, sort of natural abilities that we have between us as people. And I wanted to take a turn maybe in a new direction from people into something different and plants felt like a little bit of a far reach so animals felt more like the next step Um, and animals are really they're like our partners on earth they um, live alongside us and sometimes they're domesticated and they really are a part of our lives and families and sometimes they are really part of the wild spaces we enjoy, um, but they're always right here with us, having their own unique experience and doing a lot of those same things, um, living in families, being leaders amongst themselves and tapping into their own kind of natural instincts and, um, and abilities in really unique and special ways. So it was a chance to kind of pivot from people to animals and also make some similar observations um, about Uh, how we move through the world and support one another. So choosing these animals, um, that was super tricky. I had the great joy of putting together um, sort of a preliminary list or a list of ideas. I think I did um, for each pairing of books. So the first pairing are Fluffles the Koala and Onyx the Wolf. And then later this summer, we'll welcome a new pairing, Sterling the Moose and Talala the Leopard. And for each of those, I put together kind of a short list of maybe a handful of animals um, that I had just researched and mined and heard about um, from all different kinds of of media and people and places um, and that captured my attention. And so I thought, oh, if this captures my attention, there's something in there, I bet there's a cool story or a way to um, kind of nurture a story out of there that would be great for kid readers. So from those short lists, uh, my editor and I uh, kind of teased out and puzzled out who would be the best fit, who would go good together, who would go good out in the world, um, in the places that we enjoy books, and who our readers would be really excited to cozy up and spend time with. 
Well, you just chose such a great little set of animals, especially I'm thinking specifically the first four, just such a wide variety of animals. And I think it's particularly interesting that these sort of walk a very fine balance between fiction and nonfiction. And I'm wondering if you can tell us how you sort of managed to walk that fine line. Oh, that's such an important observation. Yeah, they are fictionalized retellings of true stories or true um, true characters or animals that really uh, live alongside us or have, have had a great life. Um, that was really tricky. I wanted to um, be sure to create stories that really connected to readers um, in the ways that they're both learning and used to um, telling and hearing stories. So that there really was a narrative pattern that felt really familiar to young readers and listeners, and also one that they themselves could also kind of emulate. Um, I'm always thinking of my readers as also writers um, and listeners and sharers of stories orally. And my great hope is people who are sharing my books are then going on to tell their own stories. That really means a lot to me. So when I'm thinking about how to present these and kind of unroll them for the reader, I'm thinking about those kind of oral storytelling traditions, the ways that stories map onto our own lives, how they stretch out experiences for characters, um, and how they close in a way that makes us feel uh, satisfied and encouraged as readers. Can you touch a little bit about the research process? Oh yeah, wow. So research is so fun for me. It's one of the most exciting parts of being a writer because it's the part where I get to do so much learning and it's the part where I get really inspired. People often ask, you know, what inspires your stories or your characters? And for me, that really happens in research. It's in um, taking an idea or a character that I've maybe heard a little bit about and then learning so much more about them. So I'm thinking about Fluffles the koala. I spent a lot of time learning firstly about these um, turn of events that takes place in that story and the retelling of their experience in um, where they live in their eucalyptus forest habitat and what fires have been taking place there and what precedes or causes some of those fires. And also then learning about what makes koalas really unique, what their fur is actually like, what their special hands are actually like. Um, they use their hands a little bit differently and the ways in which they live together as families and little groups and how they hug each other. Um, it was just really fun to learn more about the animals themselves, the place that they live and the kinds of challenges they face. I feel like this question lends itself well to the sort of nonfiction fiction line, but were there any challenges that you encountered while creating these books? Yes, absolutely. I think the biggest challenge um, is mediating or thinking about how I want to treat the human element in these stories. It was really important to me and my editor partner to center the animals in these stories. And then if humans were a part of them or um, help support these animals, that we were really thoughtful about when we introduced them and how they were shown or depicted. And that we really wanted to continue to focus the kind of um, celebration or qualities or 
um, heroism, they are stories of heroes, on the animals themselves. And to be really careful about how we lay human definitions of heroism or leadership on top of animals who are a totally different species from us and their social worlds are really different. It's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, there are lots of books for young people and books that feature animal characters where the character is treated like a human. And we wanted to do something a little bit different. Although I grew up loving and continue to really enjoy animal stories and stories where animals act like humans, like in Fantastic Mr. Fox or Wind in the Willows. Um, but I wanted to do something different and remind both myself and my reader that because these are rooted in true stories, that we really treat the animals like real animals. So they don't wear clothes or speak in a language that we speak. They live in their own habitat by their own rules and their own traditions. I um, mean, it's a chance for us to observe and learn from and just really be like champions and excited for them, kind of cheer them on. It was kind of building a fan club is how I thought about it. Have you attended Quarto Classroom yet? Quarto Classroom is a free video library on YouTube of Quarto's creators using their books as teaching tools in educational spaces. With classes aimed at all ages, Quarto Classroom videos are the perfect way to ensure children are learning no matter the subject or setting. Search for Quarto Classroom on YouTube or visit quartonose.com forward slash r forward slash Quarto Classroom to start learning. That's Q-U-A-R-T-O K-N-O-W-S dot com forward slash R forward slash Quarto Classroom. So cute. I think just because we hear your dog barking the whole time in this interview, we have to do a small introduction to your own animal hero because she's made quite a presence on this podcast. I imagine, did she influence Onyx at all? You know what? She has to have, right? I can't, right. Uh, I can't ignore that. Yes. I have a two and a half year old Bernadoodle puppy. Her oh name my is gosh. Bix, like the cereal. And we call her Bix and she is really, really a sweetheart, but she wants to, because I work at home, she wants to spend all her time with me and wants to know where I am. And sometimes she gets pulled out and taken for a walk in the middle of the day. Um, but she, that hasn't happened for her yet. So she's also a little um, excited because she knows her friends, which are a pack of other dogs, are coming to pick her up soon. Oh so I think that she wants to be sure I'm down there so I can see when her friends come. Sometimes you would hate to miss it. Her friends. I would hate to miss it. She would hate to miss it. Sometimes she knows when her friends come before I do. It's kind of wild. Um, it's fun to kind of just learn and observe what those cool animal senses are that are different from our own. Um, she'll know that her pals are coming before I get the little text that says, I'll be there in 10 minutes from the dog walker. Oh my gosh, that sixth sense. It's really wild. And I'll say, oh, I know she told me you were coming. So she might know something I don't actually. She might say, be thinking, hey, get down here. My friends are coming soon. All animals definitely know something we don't. So back to the books, what do you hope that kids are going to take away from these books? And why do you think a series like this is so important for children? Oh, I think I really am hopeful that my reader will get excited about the animals in the world around them. And at the end of each book is a section of 
nonfiction information of facts and kind of a little bit of background and information on how to support animals like the ones in these stories, whether that's protecting their habitat or just looking out for them or supporting um, the people who help uh, make the lives of these animals really happy and healthy. And um, so that's one part, I think also a chance to broaden the reader's definition of what a hero can be. For this series, we're really thinking about heroes as someone or an animal who kind of breaks with tradition or tries to do something a little bit different or defies expectations. And so that the reader themselves can see a part of their own experience in that and think to themselves, oh, there are ways, small ways that I'm being a hero to myself or others every day by just going my own way or blazing a trail or changing something um, from something I don't like to something that I do like. You mentioned that uh, just at the time of this recording, you mentioned we've got Fluffles and Onyx are out and we've got Talala and Sterling coming up. Can you tell us a little bit about Talala and Sterling? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm so excited about both of them. All of the animals are really special to me and I find different ways to connect with them. Um, for Sterling and Talala, Sterling is a big moose and moose are an animal that I grew up around growing up in Minnesota um, in the northern part of this country. And I have such a fondness and affection for them. They're really towering, they're really strong and they're also really sensitive. Um, they hang out a lot in places where they have a lot of peace and quiet. And so they can tell anytime that peace and quiet is disturbed, they get a sense of that. So you might be canoeing or walking nearby and they will be concealed under um, some grasses or in the woods and they'll come out and let you know that they heard that you were there. So I just have such a special place in my heart for moose. And similarly, Talala lives in a um, national park or reserve park area in India. And India is a country where I was born and a place that feels really special to me. And so it's fun to celebrate animals from lots of different places that feel like home to me. Are you at liberty to tell us what's coming next in the series? <laughs> oh, I wish I was. Um, I'm not at liberty to say we're still thinking about what comes next, um, whether it's new friends for these four or um, another way to get to know these four a little bit deeper. Can I suggest a book about a Burmese doodle, a Burmy doodle? <laughs> <laughs> I think I might know one. You might know one. There might be some casting opportunities. Excellent. She's really showing off. Well, I'm actually going to let you get back to her after I ask you one final question. And it's something that I ask everybody who visits me on the podcast. When you pick up a book, what pulls you back to that book time and time again? Oh, wow. Um, a lot of times for me, it's having a favorite page something or a section, a part that I really enjoyed the first time I read it that I can't wait to get to again. Um, whether it's a little phrase or a rhyme or an exciting illustration or something that surprises me or makes me laugh, those are the things that draw me back to the same books again and again, or that even draw me to other books by the same author or illustrator or even new books. They might remind me of a, a turn in a story that um, feels really comfy and exciting to me. 
you're working with four different illustrators on four different books. Yeah. Isn't that super exciting? It's incredible. I feel really, really lucky. It was one of the founding characteristics of the series was to be sure that each book had its own illustrator and its own interpretation of the world of these animals. Um, and it's just been wonderful. Each illustrator has brought their own unique perspective and expression to all the characters. And one of my favorite parts of writing is when I get those early sketches back to see how my words landed on another creative professional and what the illustrator and artist think um, my story looks like. And I can tell, I mean, those some illustrations in Onyx that are so beautiful and they make up the background on my computer right now. Yeah. And the cover of Fluffles always makes me smile. I have to say and the end papers are end adorable. Papers. Yeah, there's all these so cute. wonderful sort of artistic choices that were um, a part of really making the book from cover to cover um, just really full and like robust with these critters. Um, yeah, those those last pages with the facts, both illustrators made special spot art to kind of um, tie the fictional world with the real world together. I love looking at um, the drawing illustrations of Onyx, looking at the real Onyx and things like that um, makes me so happy. And in Sterling and Talala, similarly, the look and feel of Gear National Park, which is where le the little leopard Talala lives, looks so much like India. It just looks so real, um, like you could step into it right from here. And then Sterling makes me so happy. He has a little more of a comical twist to his character and it um, takes place in a moment in history where people were, um, wearing bell bottoms and sunglasses and flowers in their hair. And Sterling has a little bit of that flavor too. He's a groovy moose. He's a groovy moose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for also confirming that the plural of moose is moose. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. I love these books. I can't wait to see what you have coming next. I can't wait for Talala and Sterling to come out to add those to my collection. Oh, thank you so much. Me too. I'm excited to share them and have them make new friends and lift up all of our animal heroes. I hope you and your animal hero enjoy your play date. Oh my gosh. <laughs> He's never been more ready. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to our chat with Vita Murrow. The first two books in the True Stories of Animal Heroes series, Fluffles and Onyx, are available online and in bookstores and libraries worldwide, and Sterling and Talala will join their furry friends this August. We would love to see you subscribe to Crito Kids Cast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can find all available episodes at anchor.fm slash Cast. And hey, if you're enjoying Credo Kids Cast, we'd be grateful if you left a review so others can hear about it too. Special thanks to Scott Holmes for our theme music, Steve Roth for his promotional vocal stylings, Vito Moreau for stopping by to talk to us, and of course you, the listener, for tuning in. Until next time.